Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
again. Welcome, welcome everyone to another sharing show on Justice Radio Network. Here we are with Stories from the Heart and uh, the very first one of 2017. Is- <laughs> so, wow, goodness gracious, here we go. The oh, I don't know what's going on with time, so-called time anyway. It's like amazing, isn't it? How it seems to just keep romping on along. And next thing we know, another one of these year things has passed. I'm seriously happy that 2016 is over. Really, really happy it's over. Good. um, Yeah. I'm going to be 64 on Monday, sister. Wow. I'm 64. Yeah. 64. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, I got a nice house-sitting job uh, starting on uh, Saturday, but I'm going over there Friday to look after a dog and a cat. Oh, nice. And there's a um, craft event on Saturday night to celebrate these two women who had that cafe I used to go to when I lived in the woods. Yes. Well, they sold their little restaurant convenience store, and there's a big celebration for them. And I had no idea how I'd be able to get there because it's where I used to be, quite far away. Right. But these people, my friends, are going to leave me one of their cars, so I will get to go to my car, to this event. It's like, nice. Oh, it feels like a birthday present, a really sweet one, too. Oh, great. A whole house to myself, with a cat and a dog, uh, for three days. Three days. Oh, nice. Yeah, actually, that's another thing you should start looking out for, I think, is uh, house yeah. sitting. That could be nice to kind of stay in people's nice houses for a while and a bit of peace of quiet from everyone else. <laughs> you know, see that beautiful cat behind you, and even though this cat I know yeah. is not quite like the cat that I was going to be babysitting, who actually reminds me very much of the cat that I once lived with. <laughs> she, she meows a lot. Yeah. I can handle it for three days with great joy. Yeah, I love I love hanging out with these guys. Uh, this one's called RJ, but I call him Top Cat because he's just so cool. He's just the coolest cat. He's just like so awesome. And uh, yeah, I have the all of them uh, hanging around, and they're they're really cool. So it's nice to have them as my buddies. And the owners of the house have gone away for a couple of days. So, oh, so you got the whole house. Yeah. Yeah, I got the whole house for myself for a few days. They, they left yesterday and they're coming back Friday morning. So I've got a few days. Not that I'm here very often <laughs> or for very long, just the evenings. Just a few hours when I get home at um, uh, about half past four or five and I leave again at 12, depending on the day, but six-ish. So um, So did they take the dogs with them? No, the dogs are here. The dogs are here. That's the jingling you've just heard. Somebody just was shaking their, their collar. So yes, the two little dogs are here, and the three cats are here. So top cats watching out for me here. So yeah, everybody's good. It's nice. And last week it was so noisy because their daughter had just arrived with two more little dogs, and that's what all the yapping was about last week. But they've all they've all gone now. So yes, it's lovely. It's nice. I mean, you know, it's uh, a lovely little spot. And uh, I've been uh, working away. We've started horse shows now, so that's hard work. Well, it's all kind of hard work. Do you know, actually, it wouldn't be hard work if it wasn't so hot. And it's like ridiculous for me to be grumbling about it being hot when everybody else is flipping freezing, probably. And, oh, it just has been ridiculous. But anyway, that's part and parcel of being in Florida. So uh, it's all good. It's all all right. And, uh, yeah, so we're in good shape. So I, you know, as I do, I mean, it's not really a whole lot different from any other week, but I've got, um, when I wrote the little thing out and I made my a new 
banner, by the way, for 2017, all to do with Earth Mother. Who is she? What's she doing? And where is she? I mean, is she? I don't know. So anyway, that's a kind of cool picture. But I did write this today. I said, join Libby and Jolly again today. The first Stories from the Heart show of so-called 2017 to share your stories from the heart. And here's a bunch of questions. So what is occurring in your world and reality? What effects do you see and feel with your knowing of the deceit and fraud that is occurring all around us? How is your life different from how it was before you learned of the fraud? (laughs) Where are you going? Where have you been? How are you? There with us today, now. So, guys, you're there. Share with us. We'd love to hear answers to those questions because um, it really does make a difference knowing uh, what's going on. Whatever way you're having to navigate through this so-called reality, whatever way you have to do this because of the circumstances, I mean, we took a lot of time getting into the messes we got ourselves into. So it didn't have to take a long time to get out of them. So the, the question is, you know, how is it different? And, you know, what effects does it have on you? And I was just saying um, earlier is that, you know, I notice these extortion cars <laughs> around the place. There's loads of them around this area. And they're all sitting in driveways, like doing nothing three quarters of the day long. And then they go off and do their little extortion time or whatever else they do. And um, I, I see them going by and I'm thinking, you know what? Any other encounter I might have with one of these characters, I'd have to question them and say, do you have any inkling, any idea whatsoever what deception has been perpetrated upon you, not only us? I mean, they don't know, most of them. They're just doing their flipping, you know, um, shift because hence the car sitting in the... I mean, there's a guy down the road here that's got a sheriff car parked in his driveway. And either I go out in the morning and it's there, or I go out and uh, come back in the afternoon and it's there. I mean, he does his shift and then the cars there all the time. And there's a whole load of them around this area, these flipping sheriff cars sitting in their driveways. And, you know, I'd like to ask them, you know, have they any idea, any idea whatsoever of, of what they are doing and, and what's going on and that their jobs, most of them, a lot of them is just extorting other living beings. I mean, I'd love to, I know, you know, like Sarah is very good at that sort of thing. He's asked a lot of those questions already, but I feel like I, I'd almost be kind of have enough courage to actually do it now. I mean, I've had that, um, if real fear of these so-called authority figures my whole life. And I think I'm working through that now. And, um, it's just interesting to be going along. I'm kind of living a bit of a kind of so-called normal life. Except thankfully I'm getting paid in FRNs and I'm not having to go through any, you know, fiction banks at the moment for what I'm doing. But I get up in the morning and I leave at like 5.30, 6, 6.30, the latest in the morning. Hi, it's one of my buddies. Hello. Hello. This is Riley. Hello. And um, off I go to work and I'm at work for, you know, 10 hours and I come home again and I get something to eat and then one night and I go to bed and I go to sleep. <laughs> but I'm aware of what's going on. I'm aware that 
it isn't what it appears. It isn't how all the other people, or most I'd say, I, I feel there's a couple in the, the barn that could have some sort of like inkling. If I probably were to um, push a few, uh, put out a few sort of suggestions that the world isn't the way it appears. But basically, they're just doing their day's work. And most of them probably wouldn't have any of the thoughts that I'm having looking at what's going on. And um, I was just mentioning to Libby earlier is that this whole horse show world is actually financed by commerce because most of the people that have these expensive horses have businesses and they're making ridiculous amounts of FRNs. And the whole setup is a very rich setup, which I've mentioned before. The barns are like palaces and, you know, the whole thing is just like outrageous when you know what else is going in the world, that people are struggling to make ends meet. People are living in probably some people in, in very, you know, basic living accommodations. These most people living in palaces. I mean, that's the sad part when you see the inequities. Yes. You know, they're, they're not allowing people to, they're taking blankets away from homeless people. Wow. And yet these people with their horses and their shows go on oblivious to yes. the thought that their brothers and sisters. Right. Race. Yeah. Yeah. And all these things matter so badly that they forgot to put a button thing on a horse or this or that went wrong or <laughs> something didn't go well in the... and um you know these things just don't matter in comparison with the other things that are going on around the world you know it it, is kind of fascinating to watch it with these different eyes that we know we're aware i mean people are aware that there's um homelessness and stuff but it kind of goes in one ear and out the other and they're not looking at the horse show ground and thinking, wow, all these people have got all this money and they're frittering it away on, you know, I mean, I'm not against people having a good time either. That's the other thing. You know, I'm not, I'm very actually um, in favor of people enjoying themselves. But, you know, like you said, there is huge inequity. So that, you know, those sort of things, that's what I'm, you know, answering my own questions there. That is the difference for me is that before I knew of all the fraud and stuff i was the same i'd say oh poor homeless people on the on the street i'd see it on the news maybe and it would go in one ear and out the other and that would be the end of it we'll think of it again and i'd go to work and i'd be you know working away with these million dollar horses and hundred thousand dollar horses and on it goes and you know they're buying blankets for them which cost like each four or five hundred bucks and stuff like that you know it's just like ridiculous what actually is going on in the way of inequity so that is my answer to that question is yes, there's so many things that I notice now that I wouldn't have. And my, my interaction with horses is, is very different now too. I mean, having been around horses for like 48 years at this point, since I was a child of seven years old and, and, and then been working professional with horses for 37 years you know, it becomes a job until you start to really, really, recognize these animals for who and what they are and like you know in fairness to them we were talking about uh, martha's horse that she rode at the show today 
he loves his job. His little smiley little face the whole way around the ring, trying his heart out to clear every single jump, which he did except the very last one. And he loves doing what he's doing. He, he's, he's really, enjoy, you can see it. And he comes out of the ring and he's all sort of, I did a good job and I'm so good and everybody tells him how great he is. And, you know, that's the other, the other end of it is that people do, like most people, I mean, that yes, it is, there is a lot of um, commerce attached to it in the buying and selling of horses and the, in, in the dealers that are making their FRNs out of trading horses. And there's a lot of dirty dealings that go on. But the people that do end up, owning or so-called owning the horses they do love them they they are kind to them they do enjoy i mean most i mean now there's always some that don't but you know in, in the world i live in in the barn where i um um working um there's two sets as martha that i work with and then this is other woman who, who does high level jumping but i she loves her horses she's got one that's her own He's a, a, a white stallion and he won his class today. She loves him, loves him, loves him, loves him. She's another horse that's um, very, uh, does international jumping and goes abroad and stuff. That's owned by some rich people. But she loves him too and she talks to her horse. She, in fact, she communicates with her horses through a, a animal communicator. And when there's stuff going on with them, she, she talks to the animal communicator. And they actually even do, um, I saw them the other day, they were doing applied kinesiology, which is the muscle testing, asking the horse questions about what he wanted doing with his feet and his shoes and stuff like that and interacting with them. So, you know, there is quite a lot of awareness that we must communicate with our horses and we mustn't treat them like machines. And fortunately, and I guess that's why I'm there, um, the, the environment in which I am um, spending my days, most of the people there do love the horses and, and they do appreciate them and do their best they can to um, have them in comfort. And, you know, like I say, in fairness to most of them, I mean, yeah, they are in programs because this is all they know. Um, if you would go and throw them out in a, a massive field, they'd be happy for a little while. Then they'd be coming running to the gate. Well, where's my dinner? You know, they, and where's my care and attention? Where are my treats? Because that's what they know. So that's what I've observed as well my whole life too with all the horses that are, have been brought up, their whole lives of show horses. That's, that's all they know. And if you threw them out and feel most of them are like, but they'd be fine for a while. And then they'd be like, well, we want this, that and the other. And when, I, when do I get to do my exercise? And when, when am I going to jump some jumps and stuff like that? Because they're used to that and that's what they, they do. So, you know, you have to acknowledge that too because of what we've, change in the world with animals is like dogs they're all so happy they you know if you left them out on the the street or out in the middle of nowhere i mean probably they'd be okay but they they enjoy interaction with humans too so we have to acknowledge that these animals we have changed them from the wild beings that they once were and uh, we have programmed them a lot and it would be very hard just like you know when you you um, rescue a young fawn or, or bird or whatever and you bring it up and then you go on to release it you can't just throw them out into the wild again and expect them to fend for themselves when you've given them this different type of treatment so um, I now find myself observing all of this and, and recognizing it and really it's just a, a recognition and acknowledgement of everything that is occurring around me instead of just like accepting everything just as it is as face value. So um, I don't know how I ended up getting on that whole um, 
Well, I, I'm going to respond to what I'm like from that question of what's your life like now <laughs> as to what it was. And I thought I was a pretty awake person um, before I encountered Kate. Um, and many steps had been taken that were leading me down this road. But I didn't know what life was like without money, with absolutely no money. And how um, society and everybody in society, except the poor, <laughs> the very poor, treat you like scum, treat you like you are worthless, like you have no value. Even if once, what you were and who you were was somebody they really, really enjoyed being. The moment I could not pay with dollars, everything changed. And that was, I wouldn't have experienced that without experiencing that, like without having that. But the, the painful realization of how <clears throat> society enforces this work habit or you deserve what you get because you didn't do this or you didn't do that or to do this you need to do that. I mean all the hoops that you have to jump through if you do go back into the system and how painful it all is. It's just kind of like you, you see it all the time and I always always I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm always on the brink of crying. And I can't, you know, if I start talking about my life before as to what it is now, just, well, you really want to do that because I will start crying. It's so different. It's terrible. It's not great. But it will only be great when all of us wake up to what we do to each other. And I hope it doesn't mean everybody has to become homeless to see what we do to each other when we're homeless and poor. But it's almost as if people can't see that. And that's how my life has changed. My eyes, my whole reason for being is very different and, and why I am still very much looking forward to understanding the mechanisms within me and within the environment to help teleport to get fuck out of this dimension in whatever way i can because i don't know how it's going to change quickly enough so everybody on this planet knows what it feels like to be homeless because the moment you know what that feels like you're a whole perception and but you have to know it it's like if you don't know it you really don't know it and that's what i didn't know <laughs> i thought i did I, oh yeah because i was always kind and gave what i had to people on the street but i didn't know the difference how you would be treated by everybody your neighbors your friends your family your loved ones your everybody with a few exceptions Thank God for the exception. But you know, that's it. I went on a rant now. <laughs> that's what I'm Yeah, gone. but it, it is. It's huge, isn't it? That um, 
this knowing and but it, it, it's too it's too difficult to um just blot it out you can't once you know it you know it right this oh yeah, oh, yeah. Going on. you can't say well just oh well oh well never mind i'll just go back into commerce then <laughs> i mean you know you've got to do what you've got to do to support yourself and yeah. right oh absolutely you do and this let me say this to every listener now and in the future if if you depend on the goodwill of others to get you through these times and can do that without being a burden in any way, shape, or form. But people's perspective of you will be that you are a burden, even if you do everything possible. You make their life and the house you're living in more viable. And I hope that changes really soon. So to those of you who are thinking of leaving the system, find yourself many, many proxies. One won't do. Yeah. They change how they feel about you. And, you know, if they're in the system, they still have those same judgments. So you need many, you need, we need the community. We need community to go, to yeah. go forward. And uh, meanwhile, you know, do what you're doing, whatever it is. Like Jolly's doing a great thing with horses. Um, I'm doing my crafts and I'm trying to get help where I can through the system. When you're 64, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. at some yeah. point I did put into the system. But that's the problem too, as everyone that was a housewife or stay-at-home dad who took care of the kids or took care of the parents or did anything so that they were not contributing to the pension fund. Diddly squat to live on when they're old. Diddly squat. Right. It's under five hundred dollars a month to live on. Imagine that. So it's really a sad state. It's a wake up call for yeah. me intensely. Um, I just hope that no other ones of us have to be homeless to experience that. Or that the, our communities will open up. Mm. yeah it's you know it's a tricky one um but i i guess it feels that the right way to go is to go back to the lies either i don't know do what i'm doing you know if you've got skills and you can exchange for frns and you can find shelter that way you can do it without using the legal name if possible which i am managing to do at the moment um that's that's great and then the other route is to find other people like yourself that want to go back to living as close to nature as possible and i do have that feeling um once i was having the discussion i mentioned this on the show last week because i talked to jacob and we were just talking through and we'd come across quite a few similarities to our perception and perspective of, of you know, where we are and what's going on around us. And, you know, I was talking about my vision is to create a community with like-minded people and to live as close to the land as possible, and ultimately, ultimately to stop consuming. And with all of that, coming along obviously none of Rome wasn't built in a day um changing from um 
living in one way with a certain set of beliefs to changing to living another way with a whole slew of knowings um it's going to take some time but what i feel and what we both sort of came up with was that the more we live that way the more we live in that perfect inflowment with earth mother the more chance we have of that teleportation or whatever or that just floating through the veil to suddenly find ourselves on this natural earth where there is no consuming where everyone and i don't i don't mean just men and women i mean animals plants minerals everything is living in this perfect inflowment which is living in balanced harmonious flow with respect for all around you the non-consuming the way that we just live um we do stuff we enjoy ourselves we're creative but we live in this complete harmony and balance and you know i feel that is a possibility that once we get living that way we could just suddenly wake up one day and suddenly realize that we've we've floated through from one dimension to another insofar as that we're suddenly this is a we'll be um experiencing this this dimension where there is no consuming where there is no fighting where there is no picking commerce <laughs> You know, and I have to keep that vision because otherwise, what the flipping else else have I got? <laughs> so that's the route. Um, that's the vision I have, and that's where I'm going. And I'm fucking well sticking to it. So okay, I have a perspective that I would like to share. Great. Um, listening to um to Libby. And, uh, you know, uh, her having to have to go back in, the, due to my not totally getting out, I only had two things that were holding me back that kept me in, but they were out of necessities. And that's why I did not destroy those, um, those things because I never knew what was going to happen or if and when I ever was going to come back to the mainland and I would have to transfer things that I would need here. So I was fine living that way, knowing that everything that was had transpired and finding out everything that we were being um, untold and everything like that between history and school and everything and then listening to Kate and then you know, all the other information that was coming through and finding out who we really were and what had happened to us and everything like that. It was easy for me to destroy so much stuff. It was so easy for me to destroy it because I was like, I said, are you kidding me? I mean, like, and, and it just rung a bell. From having been in the military and hearing the old timers always saying we need another war. We need another war. And I'm like, so we can make more money. And I'm like saying, wow. And so I said, I've got to get the hell out of here. So I got out. And even there were so many other things that I have noticed along this path, looking at people, looking at how people react to other people and so forth and so on. The work that I did 
was very, very, um, I loved what I was doing. And I had done it for 25 years. And I got to the point because things were changing in that industry. And that was in the fitness industry. Things started changing in the fitness industry wherein people were doing exercises that were going to be harmful in later years to all of the people who are doing all this high impact, jumping up and down with bars on their back and everything like that. And I said, I can't do this anymore. The competition with everybody trying to tell everybody else, well, I'm the best of this and I'm the best of that. And that, you know, you need to step up and everything like that. I said, this has got to go. I, you know, enough is enough. I've done it long enough and I've had enough of it. I loved it, but it was time for me to let it go. So that was the best thing I could have done. And due to some of the other things that I was doing at the same time that I was doing that, I was able to still be able to do things and help people because I had also had the opportunity to work in the senior center with seniors to teach them exercise. And that to me was a blessing that I had never expected because when you see the senior people who are just used to just sitting in these senior centers and just eating garbage because there's a store right across the street, going over there, getting garbage and bringing it back and eating that. And then lunch is at 12 o'clock. And so I had three days a week with them. And when I went to the classes that we had to how to teach them, the music that they were playing, I'm like saying, oh my God, this is like, whoa, okay, all right. So I took some of the music with me the first couple of weeks that I was there and nobody was moving. So I'm looking at the people and I'm looking at their ages and I said, okay, this music that we're, you know, that they recommend that we play for them is music that these people don't know. I said, let me go back to old school that these people know and see what happens with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was able to get a CD with that music. And I put the music on, and these people started moving. And I'm like, wow, okay, so this is what it takes. But with week after week after week of playing different musics for them that they were used to, they started getting up. They started moving. I can be silly at times, something I've always been. <laughs> so the child in me is still living well. And sometimes we, we would be, <laughs> I see it. Yeah. And sometimes we would be, uh, I would be doing the exercises for them, with them. And I'd swing around and I'd be turning this way. And lo and behold, they would do the same thing. And I'm like saying, don't do everything I do. I'm just, I'm just being me. You know, so it was just so fantastic. And there was one woman there. She was like 86 years old and she was partially blind. She started getting up and she started moving too. And I'm like saying, this is so amazing. If you get the right environment for them, they will do. And we would go around the whole room walking and just having fun and all those that were sitting they were just looking and they were smiling so 
that to me was like the biggest reward that I could have ever received. And when I got ready to leave, they were really, really sad. They weren't in nowhere near as sad as I was because they were, I can't even put, um, I can't even tell you what it was, what they did for me. And that's why I always say that they were a blessing for me because they trusted me enough to do. And that's all I wanted them to do was do so that they would not be sedentary, continue to just not get around, to know how to pick up their feet and walk, to know how to get up from off the floor when necessary and stuff like that. So they would not have that, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that because. And so that's where I've always been. Age is just a state of mind. Age has nothing to do with what you can and what you cannot do. It's what you tell yourself you can't do is what you can't do. So that's where I have been. But coming back on the other side of the Pacific Ocean, uh, it's so different than when it was. I've driven from Philadelphia to North Carolina many times. And now that I'm here, I see how they have changed the highways and the byways in ways that there's only one way in and one way out. And they have all of these mechanisms where you cannot go across a highway when before you used to be able to go across the highway, they blocked it off. Now you have to go over, cross over, make a U-turn, and then go around to get to where you're trying to go. And I'm like, there's no lights at night. There are no lights on the highway at all whatsoever. I'm like, this is a disaster. I mean, you can't see anything. And, you know, being in North Carolina, there's a lot of trees. Along the highways, there are a lot of trees. And when there are a lot of trees, there is no light coming from anywhere because most of the houses are further back. So the houses are not on the highway either. And so my son's saying, okay, well, you know, we're, we're going to drive here and we're going to drive there. He says, do you want to drive? I said, if it's nighttime, I don't want to drive because I cannot see where we're going. Cannot see the streets or anything like that. So I don't want to be bothered with that. So all well and good. The only thing I don't, that I did not want to do, because as you know, I had tore up my dad going to drive it. I didn't tear it up. I cut it up and burnt it up, my driver's license. So in order for me to move Social Security to get it here, I had to have some form of state identification, and it hurt me to my heart to have to go back there and get it. And I said, Kenny, I don't want to do this. He said, Mom, he said, if you don't, you're not going to. I'm like, I know, I know, but I don't want to. He said, it's the only way that you're going to be. I'm like, oh, God. So that was easy enough to do because even though I had never renewed it, it was still in the system, and I just had to do the division test. And I'm like, okay, that was it. I was done. And so, okay, that was taken care of. The Social Security was taken care of. The only other thing that I had to do was transfer um, medical insurance. And the only reason being is because I have 
to I, both of my knees are have uh, artificial joints in them, and so the right knee is starting to come apart somewhat. And so, okay, I'm not sweating it. I'm not going to do anything until it's absolutely necessary. But because of what that all entails, the insurance was necessary. So that had to be done. Because other than that, I would not want to go to anybody's office or anything like that for anything at all whatsoever. So that's where I am with that. But the other part of it is, too, is like to be able to help people who are in need of help, I have no problems with doing that at all whatsoever because you never know when you're going to need yourself. And so I've always been told that when you help another person, you're actually helping yourself. And so, therefore, I have no issues. If someone says that they need something, if I have it, I will pass it on. And that's how I've always been. Um, you know, it's like one of those things where, oh, well, I, I, I can't do this because of this, that, and the other. I think we're all here on this earth to help one another, to help each other so that we can all be able to function as living, viable individuals or as a group, whatever it is necessary for us to be able to hand, give a hand out when we have it to give it out because otherwise you're just going to throw it away on foolishness. So that's how I've always seen it. The other thing I've found out also by being here is because the vegetables here are not the same as what I was used to when I was in Philadelphia and also when I was in Hawaii. So most of what I'm eating right now is a lot of fruit, oranges, and I think that's pretty much about it. Fruit and cauliflower, or eat the cauliflower because it tastes like it tastes, and cabbage. But all the other greens and stuff like that do not taste right. And because they do not taste right, I haven't eaten them. And so I guess... One of the other reasons being is that because my taste buds, I don't eat cooked food. So everything that I eat has always been raw food. And I always made my own salads, my own, everything that I've made, I've always made that. And uh, I'm also used to prepare food. And I also used to be, I do have, a, I did have until I burnt that up, a certificate also as a raw food chef. So I know how to create foods and stuff like that, but with what's here, I'm not doing anything with any of the other vegetables as of right now until I can figure out what's going on with the vegetables and everything else like that. So my main staples are mostly, like I said, fruit. And I do still have my distiller because that was the first thing that was here. When I got here, it was ready to go. So, but I just want to, say that I'm grateful for this forum because and all the other forums that are out there because it allows us to be able to keep learning more and more and more so that we can be able to take care of ourselves when it's necessary without allowing fear to catch hold 
and keep us from being whole. So that was what I had wanted to express. Thank you, Lotus, and I sure could hear you about the driver's license. I sure, I really, really, oh, same feeling for me. It was enough. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of it. Yeah, that was really great. Because we've all been on quite the journey. Now we're here, we are 2017, and we all, well, we've all been kind of down rabbit holes for lots of years, but this real deceit stuff, that's all kind of come from like what 2014 really 13 14 that sort of has been yes it's been quite a few years at this point 14 15 16 like three years all of us have been aware i found out about the bank fraud in 2013 and right yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's quite some time to have had this awareness although it's kind of morphed as it's gone along it has meant change. It has because your perception, once you know this, as much as you can make adjustments, you can't unknow it and you can't just dismiss it because it's relevant. I mean, those of us that are the type of people we are, I guess that's why we're all here. Um, we can't just dismiss it. We have to, we all take some sort of action. And again, it's energetic. It's, you know, the knowing and the not just um, obliviously paying into the system. Well, even Lotus noticing that the greens just weren't... Yes, they're tasting different. And, and, you know, if we can get bird, I'm sure we'll jump in. I think I saw him on the list there. Mm. But, you know, it is time to grow our own and or to go pick in nature if nature is close enough by because our foods are being altered and yep. you grow your own, anything you grow. <laughs> you want to jump in there, bird? <laughs> this is your domain. I got here late, but I got here just in time to listen to whoever that was talking about some deliciousness. Lotus. Yeah, good to me. Yeah. Who, who was, who's that gal? Was just that was Lotus. 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 Cool. Yeah. Yeah, the food the food was was my uh, eye opener. Uh, when you eat the good food, uh, that's what brings clarity, I think, with all of this fraud that's going on, and and to to uh, you know just be able to accept and be neutral about these things. And you know, back when I was eating the Domino's pizza, oh, we're plugging Domino's and McDonald's now, and uh, eating all that crap and Coca Cola, jeez. Are you getting paid for this, Jolly? Are you getting paid for me doing this? Uh, they should be sending you a big check. <laughs> yeah, we should send them a bill, shouldn't we? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think you're going to get a check from a head of cabbage. Right. That's okay. Uh, yeah, the the food is, I think, where it all begins, is, is eating some good food. I don't care if you're juicing or if you just want to have some salads and start putting a little bit less meat on your plate and a little bit more fruits and veggies. Uh, that's where it all starts. That's where it started with me anyway. Uh, and the clarity that comes with that. And then, you know, I had the great fortune of, of, uh, my sister actually, she, you know, she started a garden and, and then I had to put a garden in where I was staying. And it's funny too, because uh, my sister is always like, you always got to one up me, you know, I got a beautiful garden here. And then I come over to your house and yours looks way better. 
you know, and all that. It, it, it's not a competition. It's just that she gave me the enthusiasm to do it, you know, which I shared with her. And boy, when you can walk out and pick a tomato or you can walk out and pick your own onion and, you know, whatever it is, uh, I think I've shared before on the show, you know, start with a pot and grow some basil and then you're hooked. It's all she wrote. And then the store, you know, this whole commerce thing, you know, uh, at least for a part of our lives goes away because we don't have to depend on the grocery store for, you know, why get a can of beans when you can grow some beans and soak them and crock pot them with your own spices that you grew. Uh, it, it's just, it's incredible. And how you feel, you know, uh, you know, so if you can't grow garden, that's okay. Uh, stick with, stick with organic. Now it's organically grown. Wash the crap out of it and sauteing or going raw. Uh, I did a hair analysis uh, a few years ago, and my health was kind of poor. And uh, now I'm like uh, King Kong's little brother and feel fantastic. And uh, But they told me that, you know, most of us are what they call a slow oxidizer. So if we're eating raw fruits and vegetables, um, there's a, a high chance that we may not be able to absorb the, the nutrients and the digestive enzymes from that food. So a little bit of light cooking or steaming is a good call to start with as you begin this, uh, you know, just to absorb, you know, it helps to break it down a little bit, uh, you know, as we begin this, you know, especially with me going from all the processed stuff and going into this and, and you know, now, you know, if you want, I still treat myself maybe to a slice of pizza, which that's oxymoron because that's not a treat. Uh, but I'll still do that once in a while. Uh, I haven't had a hamburger in I don't even know how long and don't even want one. And, uh, but yeah, getting in the garden and that's not only eating it, getting your fingers in the soil. And, you know, tell them you love them. You know, I know I've shared before that I kiss the leaves on the tomato plants and kiss the leaves on the, you know, broccoli or whatever and all that. And, you know, say thank you, attitude of gratitude in that garden. And they respond. You know, if you want to go down the route of, uh, you know, maybe the ringing cedars Anastasia stuff and you want to soak the seeds in your mouth uh, for a little DNA health, uh, I know that, you know, peeing in the garden is good. Um, that's a DNA thing. And believe it or not, it's also pest control, which is kind of odd. Uh, but it, it does indeed work. Uh, but yeah, keep up the good food because then you're on your way. Um, you know, back when I still wasn't eating very well, uh, you know, I was starting my uh, journey into reading all of these things, whether it's a, you know, Black's Law Dictionary or, or Uniform Commercial Code and all that. I found that I had to read it three, four times and then put it down and then read it again. And I still wasn't really comprehending what it was saying. Uh, thank God I started eating real well before I came across the legal name fraud because then it really hit home. And, you know, here we are. It stays with us. Uh, but, yeah, good foods. Find a good little shop uh, that has some organic herbs and stuff. Um, there's a little place in the Phoenix metro area that I go to, uh, uh, Amari and I were just back there visiting, uh, family and friends over the, uh, quote, uh, holy, unquote, days. And, uh, we 
stopped in there and we got some organic uh, Dutch cocoa and some organic cumin seeds and and uh, cinnamon sticks and things like that that are you know kind of hard to come by for for a lot of us here in America because well we don't really grow cocoa here and we don't really I don't know is, do cinnamon sticks grow on trees I don't know but I got a jar of them so I'm good to go for a while. Uh, interested in looking into the cumin seed uh, before they go into the grinder maybe I'll take a handful and throw them in the ground and see if I get more of my own you know that's just something else for people to play with you know get some organic ones uh, and and see what happens you know maybe you'll grow your own cumin you know it's fun with basil oregano uh, you know get your own seeds and do that stuff it's it's so much fun and you know it kind of it, it kind of gives you a, it gives me a little bit of a degree of arrogance. You know, the ego kind of gets boosted a little bit. It's like, wow, I grew that. You guys are hanging around with me. That's pretty cool. So, you know, and that's a good ego right there. Having those plants grow around you and being confident that you helped to do that. You know, it, it's just positive energy all the way around. Good stuff. So, um, but um, I started the show uh, reading what I'd written for the little kind of ad for the show. And I kind of put out a few questions and I'd be actually interested in your answers to some of these questions. Uh, what is occurring in your world and reality? What effects do you see and feel with your knowing of the deceit and fraud that is occurring all around us? How is your life different from how it was before you learned of the fraud? Where are you going? Where have you been? How are you? Those were the questions I put out for today. And, and you know, a few of us have, have you know, been answering that, how we see things differently because of knowing of this stuff. That's that's so great because that that's really that's something that I talk about quite a bit. In fact, it was just this morning. It was it was just wonderful. I, I think I slept like twelve hours last night, and nice. I woke up and stretched. And uh, you know, back in back several years ago, I was a class A contractor and all that. And it was always, oh, you got to be here at a certain time, and you got to put in your eight or ten or twelve hours. And oh, you better hold true. And then uh, uh, sometimes you got paid, and sometimes you didn't. Now that worry and that stress of all of that lifestyle is gone. And I live in abundance. Uh, I have, you know, I went with the spending time in the garden instead of spending time worrying about when is the cement truck going to get here and when can I get this job done and get paid. You know. Uh, uh, like I shared earlier, you know, with the health issues, well, that, you know, that's a large part of it because when you're constantly worried about uh, the eight to five, nine to five, 10, 12, 14 hour day, well, then you're, you're going to the store and getting a loaf of garbage bread and garbage uh, processed meat and garbage cheese and a bag of garbage chips and freaking, you know, in a hurry, hurry, hurry. Well, now it's a much more laid back and relaxed world. Uh, I still, uh, you know, 
uh, I, I've moved a few times, uh, you know, here over the last couple of years. So it takes a while to build up some clientele. So you've got some ups and downs, especially in the construction world. But, you know, you manage through and the gardens, of course, help with the food. So you don't have to worry about that Federal Reserve note. Uh, and then, of course, with learning about the legal name fraud and severing all ties with any corporate fraudulent contract, I no longer worry about my uh, auto insurance or my life insurance or my health insurance or, you know, I don't have to come up with those FRNs and be under the stresses and the pain of, of all of that that comes with it. And, <laughs> there, you know, once I came across it and got rid of that stuff, I made sure I got rid of all of it, you know, uh, chopping up the license plate with a tin snip and throwing it in the fire and melting it to nothing. Driver's license, same thing, went into a fire pit. All those insurance papers, everything, bye, have a nice day. There really isn't anything left. There might be a, an item or two, uh, and uh, but they're just mainly to show people, you know, uh, I hung on to uh, the original birth certificate that was given to me from my mother uh, upon leaving like high school, always hang on to this. Well, I did hang on to it, but I hang on to it now to show people, well, here, here's your, there's a stamp on the back of it that says, this is proof of your registration. <laughs> there's a biggie there for people to show them that one. And then there's numbers all over it. You know, this is your number, you know, and all that. Well, people don't believe it, but when you can lay it in front of them and show them, then it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I hung on to a, a few items and, and, and like that, but just to show people Social Security is gone. And, and I have friends who ask me, well, what are you going to do when you retire? How are you going to draw Social Security? And I said, I'm going to be living out in the trees, growing a garden and having a good time. What are you going to be doing? Waiting for the scraps to fall from the table? Because that's not going to be me. And then they're just like, some might get some bad reactions too. And others are like, oh, cool. You know, and uh so that's the focus here. You know, it's all your it's all your mindset. It's what you want to do. If you're gonna worry about being ill and old, then you're gonna grow old and you're gonna be ill. If you wanna focus on going around and creating uh, spaces of love and gardens and nuts and fruit trees and all of that, then that's what you're gonna do. Your choice. I've made mine. Up to you. Lots of fun so far. I, I, I'm over 50 years old, and I feel better than I did uh, 10 or 15 years ago just by changing that lifestyle and getting rid of the toxins that are associated with the fraudulent world. So carry on, everyone. You can feel this way, too. I know you can. I hope I answered that. Yep. Yep. That's... But that's um, Any question I'm, is there a question I missed? Um, well, well, I guess the one is, I kind of blathered on about it for a while, is, you know, the perception of what's going on around you, once you know that what's going on around you is all fraud and deceit and fiction and all that stuff, you know, it's quite interesting to share our observations and, and, you know, 
how we see the world now that we know that it's not what meets the eye. That one's quite a, a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the fraud thing, that's the biggie. And, and, you know, it's very interesting. You know, I, I you know, we've obviously shared on these shows, uh, some various, uh, mishaps and some stuff that, uh, that our, our friends have gone through. And, uh, I was over there. I didn't get any stucco done today at all. Uh, I sat outside the place and I talked with shock for like three hours. And it was really quite funny because as I was sitting outside there, uh, on a little, it's out in the country. So I'm off to the side parked by their fence, by their front gate and a sheriff's truck drove by and did a U-turn and then came back toward me and parked on the other side of the road about 50 yards uh, facing me. He was facing me and he was about 50 yards away and parked. It was funny, he stopped in the middle of the road and then backed up like he was parallel parking, you know, like on some city street or whatever. And I'm talking to the shot and I didn't even mention that it even happened. And I'm just, he's looking at me, I'm looking at him and I'm talking to the shot on the phone. And of course, I'm in blue with no plates and no bins sitting on the side of the road. And he's looking at me and he sat there for like 20 minutes. And I kept talking to the shock about, you know, uh, we we didn't solve any of the world's problems or anything like that, but we had a great time and we solved some of them. And, uh, you know, he can share that or, you know, uh, I can't really remember what we shared and what we solved, but, you know, it'll all come to all of us when it's our due time. Uh, and then that, the sheriff's vehicle just, rolled by me real slow and looked at me and I waved and off he went. <laughs> so it's so like, you know, what is even going on? You know, so, you know, I think that the awareness of the people who are still deep into the system of the fraud, they are waking up because, you know, it wasn't really an intimidation factor or anything like that. Uh, I just sat there and, and just looked at him as he looked at me and everything was good. And, uh, you know, this whole fraud thing, you know, it does need to go away. And, and I find it very, very, it, my heart is so much lighter and, and so much more full of joy uh, with the unfortunate mishaps that our friends from this table and other tables have gone through. Uh, because without going through that, these people aren't going to learn. So they are learning and they are, you know, to me, it was an intimidation thing, but were they looking, were they fishing? I can't, I don't know if they were fishing for something or what. I, quite frankly, I don't care because here I am, uh, back on the chair in the backyard, safe and sound. And, uh, you know, were they afraid of, uh, let's not take this one in and, and have him share more? Or it's like, oh, he's one of them truth sharing guys again. I've heard of him, you know. So whatever happens, whether we end up, taken or not taken you know if you got no plate and they're around you uh and they leave you alone you know that they know the truth and if not well then it's time for you to share the truth with them in the most benign uh peaceful loving way you possibly can and you will get out of the whole thing unscathed might cost you a couple of days and but it's well worth the price you pay to share some truth and to spread it because you know i've been through it Eagle, of course, we know that. He's been through it. Zero, he's been through it. 
you know, uh, there's a lot of us who have, and please forgive anyone I'm not mentioning, uh, but we're all doing the, I guess, groundwork for it. Um, it is spreading. These people do know um, that the ones who don't know are learning. This information is being shared. And, you know, uh, it's like Eagle says, to quote Eagle, uh, and I don't know if he quoted someone else, you cannot stop creation. There you go. It's going to keep on rolling. And, and you know, uh, it, it, happy times are, I mean, I'm happy right now. And I hope that I'm focusing and wishing all of you very happiness and very, very, very little turmoil in your life. Uh, and whatever turmoil you have, take a few deep breaths and know you'll get through it because there's no stopping creation. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have to share stuff, uh, and it might be a little bit of a burden, but at the, in the end, it's very, very uh, satisfying, and I know Mother Earth and creation are happy with the ones who are doing it. So, you know, keep up, keep up with what you're doing. Stand in that truth. Uh, everything's going to be absolutely great. You know, this isn't, uh, this is far from too late. Uh, everything is great. You know, uh, just look at some mountains, look at some forests, you know, uh, grow that pot with your basil or oregano, whatever you want to start with in the back and know it's going to be okay. I mean, yeah, you'll have butterflies and hummingbirds and stuff hitting the, and bees hitting the flowers off your one pot, off your little flowers. Plant flowers. You know, you don't even have to do edible flowers. Creation's here, and it ain't going away. That's all there is to it. doesn't matter what these bozos who think that they're in control have to say or think or whatever. I don't really care. Donald, good luck to you, Mr. Trump. Uh, have a fun time. And, uh, you know, just know that the ones who want to bow out of the corporation and say no to you people and you don't get to feed off of it anymore, be okay with it feed off of who still wants to be fed off of, but just know that eventually they're going to start saying no as well. And then what are you going to do? Get a real job. Boy, that'll suck for you <laughs> and yours. You know, grow a garden, feed some hungry people, build some shelters for the homeless, because stop doing the baloney crap that you're doing. That's been the most enlightening thing for me. You know, and that's what these guys are getting at, too, you know, and Ciro sharing with how all of these officers that he went through, they treated him with the utmost respect, you know, and and kid gloves and all that stuff. And they weren't aggressive. And we've heard of people getting windows broken and dislocated shoulders and things like that. Well, you know, we weren't there. How did they handle it or whatever? But, you know, you can always be like Bird and sing them, sing, sing, I get by with a little help from my friends to them and. You know, if it doesn't if it doesn't heal them with kindness, well, maybe they'll have earplugs and you know I sing hockey. I don't I don't care. It's all good because that's what they get with me. So, but yeah, it's we're on our way. It, we're the recovery of the planet. It, it's evident, in my opinion. Uh, I think all this fear porn that's out there about oh these disasters and this and that and the other is don't even buy into it. Don't waste your time. Focus on you, focus on now, focus on the people close to you. And that's all that matters because it's, that will spread, that will spread faster than 
anything negative. The positive spreads faster than the negative, by all means. That's true. That is very true. Thanks, Bird. That's true. Positive is much better to spread. <laughs> anybody else yep. that, that uh, wants to add to their experience or answer Jolly's questions or ask Bird a question? We've got quite a few uh, people on the board right now. And I'm sure some have stories to tell. Yeah. I mean, it really is, has been the adventure since we've, you know, come, become aware of the extent of the fraud and deception. And we really do see this reality with very different eyes to how we saw it before. And it's fascinating to hear each one's stories and observations and perceptions it's really it's really cool and I, I appreciate very much those of you who have been sharing with us so then if there's anyone else that would like to share their observations experiences perceptions you know we'd love to hear it because that's what this is about is, is, is sharing and it really helps us all to hear from each other what we've experienced because it's not not Two of us are the same. This, you know, we can have similar experiences, but we can't have the same ones. And uh, you know, that's that's so why we're here to, you know, give each other a chance to to share what's going on in our worlds. And you know, how are you? That was one of the questions. How are you? So you know, Bird obviously is doing really well. I'm I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I don't really want to be doing this hard, long days of work but i'm okay doing it and um i am gonna have fruits from my time exchanges is coming in and i'll be able to it'll help me to create my vision so i'm willing to do this my physical body is capable of this i have the um experience and, and knowledge of what's required here in this in this uh so-called job so um yeah I'm, I'm good to go to do it so I, i'm doing well and i actually think it's you know for a certain length of time it's good to challenge the, the old physical body because yeah age like um libby said um lotus said very markedly and um bird i alluded to to it too yeah i'm over 50 as well i'm 55 and I can keep up with these 20-year-olds that are here working in the barn quite happily. I have a few little hazards with these old knee injuries and I have to stretch my legs a bit. But I keep going all day long and, you know, it's kind of good to keep it going. You know, use it or lose it. That's one of the age-old uh, sayings. And I think it's it's true with the physical body. So, And with the... Um, emotional body and the actual the actual knowings like if we we haven't been using our teleportation skills for too long we lost it right <laughs> libby and libby's going to be the one that's going to do that first she's been well, working but anybody who does is welcome to do it please then sure. go back and talk because that's what i plan to do <laughs> right but yeah and and you know i think that is a really true saying that use it to lose it one because um with the physical body that very much is it, it uh is tr a truth and i do feel with these um supernatural abilities that we have we haven't been using them so we've lost them 
Absolutely, we did. And, yeah. and that's why we need to practice them, preferably yeah. meditation or walking or cycling or anything that puts you in the flow. Mm. Kind of gets those plasmatic fields going, which is where we really want to do. It's, it's almost as if we have to do some kind of um, Star Trek thing within ourselves to reach the ability to tap into the plasmatic fields. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and your knowledge that you, you, I mean, you're becoming more and more aware of, like, you know, like you've just said, the plasmatic field with the cash work. Um, maybe you, you could kind of fill us in a little bit with some well, of that. I love the cash work, and, you know, I know there are some amongst us that have no interest in it, but there are quite a few of us, actually, I'm discovering more and more that are participating either in the workshops or listening to them later. And, and I did sign up to become a student in private classes so you get a little bit more information and I did get the feedback from Mia how her elbow um, and her back I believe it was her hip was uh, helped tremendously and that was what was happening I'd be giving these up and nobody would give me feedback on them so I thought okay works for me works for my roommates works for a few people but nobody says oh yeah yeah but when you find out it works and then understanding that those fields are the CO2 is in everything. It's right in the air. It's and sea salt, the magic of salt. These are the elements that we really weren't taught about when we were kids or in school or still as scientists. So many scientists aren't even aware. Now they're being forced to. The changes are enormous. That's exciting to me when I see um, that Ideally, the powers that were are really scrambling and falling apart, like it's certainly appeared, which leaves room for all these wonderful inventions that are going to make our lives easier, that are going to make teleporting. It would just be a thought, and I'll be there, stoking the cat behind you, going, Yay, get jolly, let's go for a run, or whatever we want to do. And that's not far. That's what keeps me sane, although it may sound crazy to many. <laughs> to know this is within us. It is what we do when we meditate or when we sleep or, you know, there's aspects of ourselves that do know the different dimensions, but our waking state, unless we're using substances, is uh, flow takes us into that state. You know, when you're a runner, the runner's high, or a cyclist, when you really go on. You did your marathon with the bike. Mm. At a certain point, Dolly wasn't there anymore. It was your whole being mm. doing that. And yes, it was very physical. Mm -hmm. You were able to do it with all the forces yeah. behind you, with you. you know? Yeah. It's part of that will thing, isn't it? That, that, there's, there's something very, very powerful about one's will. It is, and you know, I didn't, I I couldn't wait for January 27th. I couldn't wait to turn 64, so to speak. <laughs> it is a big change. I never thought I'd make it. When that came out, I was 14. <laughs> oh, yay! But 50 years later, here I am, and this group and the Kesh group are my virtual family. And it is expanding, and I know it's expanding, so I'm very excited for the cash work and I do encourage people to listen to those workshops they're long but they're worth it and um, it's all around us it's everywhere I mean the fact that bird is growing stuff and he's adding his urea now and then perfect 
I mean, this is all part of the depth of what we've been. Ooh, don't use that. Or do. <laughs> Cash doesn't talk too much about it, but he mentions it and sulfur and potassium and all these things that we're busy taking pills of, yet calcium will change into potassium. And this is stuff I never knew. <laughs> but when you start to listen to it and watch it and see the movement of the infinity and recognize what we are and i know your feelings about the chakras and i don't really agree with that but you know we each have our own uh, understanding of that i do see them as energy forms within us part of the um toroidal fields that we are perhaps not what we were taught but if you, you know everything we were taught is upside down and inside out so you have to kind of look at well where's the truth in it because there's usually some truth otherwise and so this is what i'm starting to feel it's like these energies are stronger and stronger and more and more people are starting to recognize right what you're thinking really does have an impact and that's like when I see Lotus and I could see her, how she had to struggle the same way I had to. It was like, oh my God, we have to do this. I have to do this. And this is how it gets us and controls us. And knowing that it, I knew, but I still had to do it. It was very, very hard. And, you know, I'm glad Bird doesn't have to go, go through that passage. And maybe he goes through it later or maybe he doesn't. But in my situation, I... This is what I have to do. And this is what I want to know. Everybody who's listening, do what you have to do. You know, listen to your own heart, your own passion. Without my passion for crocheting, I would have been insane these last few months and years. And so find those passions. Bird, sweet bird, loves to grow things. Yay. Mine, I like to make things. Yay. Dolly, you like to write and create great words. You're a wordsmith and a horsewoman, too. You know, we all, but that's the beauty of this table. Nobody can do it like anybody else because we're unique. And the situations we're in require the dance that we have to choose to take. And that's not always easy. And this, this is the thing that's maybe hard for people that are can't do what Lotus and I had to do to be able to uh, not be a burden on others. And and that's the, the thing that it's so, it's such a dicey thing. When we end up a financial burden and that sucks. It, it sucks to recognize that that's what our value is laid on. Yeah. But, you know, you still have to pay for power if you want it. You still have to pay for internet. You still have to pay for gas if you want it in your truck or your car. You still have to do a lot to pay for your cell phone. You have to put money down on it. It's not given to you. Internet's not given to you. You know, nothing is free. So somewhere, somebody is providing for us or we are, or we're cooperating so that it's shared by many. And that's I think definitely our point down the road is where many of us are, are therefore we're feeding less the commerce world. And as the community grows, 
we're able to do a lot more with a lot less. That's another thing I did gain. Boy, can I do a lot with very little. <laughs> That's okay. That's an amazing thing. And that is having things to exchange with. That's why finding your passion and just mm -hmm. doing it, whatever it is, not looking for commerce to come from it, but it will in another currency exchange. Mm, it's trade, right? It's not commerce, is it? When it's, you know, it's living being to living being, it's not commerce anymore. It's just exchange, it's equal exchange. Yeah. And uh, we talked about like time, so-called time anyway, equal value. We've all got skills. We're all worthy. We're all worth our exchange, equal exchange. That's something that really has to be acknowledged. Yeah, that's the biggest one because that's what the distribution of wealth is. Like they put out a list of the highest paid CEOs in Canada, and it was just disgusting. I think they earned in one month or less, maybe it was one hour, the equivalent of what most Canadians earn in a year, <laughs> in an hour or a week or a month, whatever. Yeah, something really short, yeah. Yeah, it's the inequity again, we talked about that earlier, and that is the worst thing to observe is the inequity. Did you want to jump uh, in? You know, and, and there, too, this, this fraud system that we're all, you know, that we've all grown up in, it tells us what we need to do to feel abundant. Well, let's flip that. What is it we need to feel to be abundant? We're, we're being coaxed. We're being coaxed down these avenues. You know, uh, what good is it to make? You know, let's say, let's just pull a number out of the air. Uh, what good is it to make a thousand dollars a week when your bills are? Uh, $4,200 per month. Well, we can all do that math. Uh, so instead of, you know, focusing on these grocery stores and these insurance payments and these mortgages and all of that, back off a little. And, you know, uh, a great case in point again, back to the food, you know, to a garden. It takes very little. Uh, here where we're at, uh, we've got a garden in the back of a tire shop. I mean, there is freaking rotten tires all over the place. There's old tire machines. There's rotting cars, rusty crap all over the place. And we created a, oh, I'm looking at it right now, just guessing. Uh, keep in mind, I have been a like a carpenter for about 35 years. So I'm guessing 10 by, 10 by 20 garden. And once you plant those seeds, and they grow, all it takes is a little water and a little TLC from time to time. And we have eliminated probably, I'm guessing, you know, I don't know, 40 to $50 a week per, per being here in food. You know, uh, you know, the grocery stores, yeah, I still want to go and get some coconut oil and stuff that, you know, coconuts don't grow here you know so i want to get some of that some of the good oils and, and things like that and and 
you know, uh, I don't have an almond tree. There's pecan trees uh, pretty prevalent around here. So maybe it's time for pecan butter instead of almond butter. And I got to learn how to do that, uh, which is okay. That's a focus. That's all good. Uh, you know, just all these little things that we can eliminate. And then you get the time away from underneath the fluorescent lights of this, quote, job, unquote, you know. And then as you're doing these things, it's connecting with Mother Earth and with creation at the same time instead of on a concrete floor, again, with fluorescent lights, taking us away from who we really be. And that will just escalate and keep compounding and all that. You know, I don't want, I, you know, I'm not focused on having all of this go away. You know, uh, I'm not here. We're, none of us at, at these tables are here to hurt anyone. If they wish to remain doing their 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 40 hour work weeks and things like that, well, I hope that there's an avenue that that they can continue doing that. And then as they progress, then they can maybe do, you know, 25 hours a week and actually get their toes in the dirt and do a garden in their backyard and and things like that. You know, we don't need Van Camp's pork and beans anymore, okay? We just, that's something that can go away. And the people who work for Van Camp's and do all the canning of those garbage beans, well, maybe they'll grow gardens and they'll have farmer's markets out at the out at the street in front of their their homes. And there you go, and be sharing and, you know, and it's the, the barter thing. You know, uh, here I got, uh, you know, I make, I make, uh, I've been doing this uh, pottery and clay stuff. Here's some bowls and cups and plates and stuff. And, oh, well, here, here's a bowl of, here's a sack of tomatoes and a sack of oranges from the backyard. And, and uh, would you like some cilantro with that? So you can make some salsa or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, I was just back in the Phoenix metro area, like I shared earlier. And uh, I, made it an absolute point to stop in and I dropped 40 bucks on some organic heirloom seeds. Uh, you know, there's stuff that I am aware of in my little uh, nest egg and, and Rubbermaid containers that I have for my gardens and all that, that some seeds have been depleted and all that. So I just spun that carousel and it was like, oh, this looks good. This looks good. This looks good. Oh, I haven't had that for a while. I'm low on that. And I'm low, and there you go. Uh, I focus on uh, harvesting the seeds from the stuff I've grown because I like generational stuff. You don't have to do that right out of the gate. But like I said, once you get the fever, then you're going to start doing it. Uh, I got a plate full of uh, dried tomato seed on a plate that I've let it all dry out and all the seeds are stuck to it. So I got to add a couple of drops of water to it and break them loose uh, because their tomato seeds are very delicate. So you have to handle them with some kid gloves and all that, but I'm going to re I'm going to reconstitute that dryness and they won't sprout on me. I'm just going to loosen them up so I can, I don't want to scrape them off the plate with a knife or anything. They have to break loose of their own, <laughs> own free will and all that. And, uh, but We've, I've harvested uh, basil seed here within this last week. Uh, the tomato seeds are really rocking and rolling because they're heirloom. And, you know, instead of going and dropping $40, which of course that brings us back into commerce, we can, re we can, we can just recycle our seeds because these plants give us 
the rejuvenation of each and every single plant. You know, some are a little trickier than others. You know, your herbs have to flower and go to seed, and then you got to get the seeds before the <laughs> the birds do, or this bird does, then it's all good. Uh, but like tomatoes, you use the seeds from inside. Uh, melons, you use the seeds from inside. Watermelon seeds, pumpkin seeds, and things like that, you do that. Uh, a lot of herbs, you have to let them flower, and then you save those seeds and uh, and all that. Uh, once you start a garden and you know how to do this, and it's an experiment. It's an experiment for all of us. You know, I, I've, I'm still far from a master at it. And sometimes it works out great, and sometimes I fail, and everything is okay. Uh, don't let failure discourage you at all. Anyone, don't let that. Next time you'll know. Might take two, three times. You'll be good. It'll work, you know. Uh, and when you start getting the generational seeds, uh, garlic. Garlic is a great one to start with if you want to do like generational because grow garlic and save like three or four bulbs until the next planting season and break the garlic apart. And instead of eating it, stick it in the ground. Each clove of garlic will give you a brand new bulb. If you grow potatoes, let those potatoes eye out. You know, we've all seen that bag of potatoes, you know, in the in the closet, in the dark, in the dark, cool place there, and they eye out, and it's like, oh, they're spoiled or they're rotten. No, they're not spoiled or rotten. They're waiting to be put in the ground. Cut that eye off with like a golf ball-sized piece of potato. Stick that sucker in the ground. That one eye, one potato can eye out five or six different places, each one of those eyes will give you anywhere from eight to 20 potatoes. Each eye will do that. You don't get one potato with one eye. That doesn't happen. Mother Earth is way more, uh, uh, pays you off way more by just doing it. It just does. It's like, hey, you're willing to put forth the effort to do this? Huh, here's your reward. Here it is. You're getting a boatload. And it, it just does. You know, one tomato seed will give you 30 tomatoes. You know, uh, if you let carrots go to seed, you know, that's the tricky one for me. I haven't succeeded with that yet. Just sharing with you. That's a tricky one. But you got to let that carrot sit there and all that nice leafy green at the top, it will flower. And I've never been able to catch them in time. And, and for some strange reason, these will fall down. Carrot seeds are tiny too, aren't they? Tiny, tiny, tiny. Say again? Aren't carrot seeds tiny, tiny, tiny anyways? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, and, and getting back to that about soaking the seeds in your mouth as far as the ringing cedars or Anastasia stuff. Yeah. And some seeds are kind of tough to do that when they're really, really tiny or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah a thousand yeah. carrots at a time. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna put a you're gonna put a couple of seeds in your mouth, and then you're only gonna have two seeds left to put in the ground to plant or whatever, because the rest of them are all stuck in your in your teeth or you swallow them. So you know, keep that in mind too, which is all right as well. And you know, not to get gross here on anyone, but you know. You know, don't plant your poop, you know, but, you know, do what you can. And, you know, and there again, a good way to do that if, if you don't want to soak the small seeds in your mouth is put them in a paper towel or something like that. And then 
fit in the paper towel and then just let it sit there for a while and then plant the seed. You know, there's ways that we can go around all of this. And that's if you want your DNA in it. Otherwise, if you don't want to soak them in your mouth, well, there's always your pee. So there you have it. And so it's all fun. Experiment. Have fun with it. You know, lay down in the free. Lay down in the garden. You know, I mean, I, I'm almost laying down in there now, even though there's hardly room. I mean, I get on my hands and knees and all that stuff. And it's like, uh, I could just roll around in there. And it's just great. And uh, <clears throat> we'll we'll take some pictures and uh, send them to you, Jolly, and you can put them on whatever kind of a, a media thing you have there. Uh, it's cold here. It's cold here, and we we I covered them with some sheets, and I I just I we got caught off guard, and it got exceptionally below freezing here, and so a lot of the leafy greens of the tomato plant kind of took a hit, but the tomatoes still look great. And the stalks and the vines of the tomato still look good, and the tomatoes are still doing well. But then we we hung more tarps over it, and we wrapped it with six mil black plastic, and I put the the infrared sauna bulbs in there, and we lit it up. So we got our own furnace in there. It's it's actually almost more comfortable to sleep in the garden than it is in the trailer that we're staying in. So, you know, it's just a matter of having fun and playing with it. And you know, like I said. You're going to have some successes and you're going to have some failures. And how do we succeed? Through failure. There you go. You know, the ones who will survive are the ones who have, you know, headed the toughest. Is is that true or is that just some kind of a, a, a legal maxim or a lawful maxim? You know, legality is not reality. So let's go with a lawful maxim. You know, uh, you got to go, I guess. You don't have to, uh, thanks to people like us at this table, we don't have to go through that school of hard knocks. We've got resources and we've got people who can share. You know, uh, one great thing was uh, people who lose their fruit trees, uh, or not the fruit trees, but the fruit dies because of a uh, frost. That's the reason why they did away with, uh, if you remember, the old Christmas tree lights that used to like burn people's houses down allegedly those bulbs would get hot and then they would say oh it causes fires and all that now we've got all these led christmas lights that are completely neutral of temperature well if you've got like orange and lemon trees in your backyard and we got frost coming on hang them lights in there and plug it in because the leaves of the trees hold the heat in on purpose because they know what they're doing and you just, you know you can even take a couple of like lamps from your living room with a couple of hundred watt bulbs and set them at the base of the tree and plug them in and have the lights on off because those bulbs get warm and that heat will be enough to save your fruit from a frost because the tree will hold that heat in you know so here i am you know i didn't know this stuff 5 or 10 years ago and I have I have failed plenty of times. And so I'm here to give little tips and things like that to people so that you don't have to go through my failures and 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 be in abundance. You know? It's so go to rummage sales and find those old Christmas tree bulbs, even though it's ooh, the hex of the Christmas tree and Satan Claus and all that. Those bulbs were there for a while and now they're disappearing. Uh, when my sister passed away, she had a boatload of those, 
and we had an estate sale and we couldn't sell them to anyone. And I took them to like a Goodwill and donated them because it's like, well, what the hell am I going to do with these? And I was in fear of, oh, the fire and oh, I don't want to burn the house down and all that stuff. Then a friend of mine told me, those are the best things ever for a fruit tree. And then I went back to Goodwill and I asked them, I brought those back. I, I donated them to you, but I would really, I'll buy them back from you. I donated them, but I'll buy them back from you. And they said, we had to destroy those because we can't do that with the liability insurance. We can't sell those. There is your corrupt system taking away useful, good items from us right now to make it harder where we have to remain in the system for, you know, the FRNs to purchase things instead of being able to grow it ourselves. But they still sell light bulbs and there are still lamps. They didn't win. They think they're on their way to winning, but they're just not. So any kind of heat that you can provide uh, to save them if it's frosty or cold, you know, old sheets, don't throw them away. Old tarps, old blankets, even if they're raggedy old things, that's what the plants love. You know, it's like when I got my puppy here, uh, they said, when I leave, when I leave the house, uh, make sure you throw a dirty shirt down on her, uh, on her uh, uh, dog bed or whatever, so that she smells you and she'll be comfortable and she'll be all right until you get home. Okay. Throw your blankets that you've used for years that are a little tattered or whatever over your garden and those gardens, those plants, they feel you in those blankets there you go we're all one we're all tied into it can't wait till i can see my see the ground light up underneath my feet with every step i take like that avatar movie or whatever you know it happens i just can't see it yet so the plants know it our little four-legged friends know it we just don't yet so this is fun <laughs> it sure is it's great to share thank you that that's really the sort of thing we really enjoy sharing all the experiences it really is uh, so valuable to share these experiences we have and like you said you know you've you've done all the things wrong we'll probably still do a few things wrong but you know trial and error and on we go and uh, find out the way that works and we also learn the ways that don't work so that's uh, that's the way to do it in all aspects of what we are doing. So, uh, yeah, I do feel that we'll feel our way the more and more we are able to connect with the planet and the energies around and the, the nature spirits and all that sort of thing. You know, it's going to be... For me, it's the way to go. Um, but there's so many options. There's so many different um, beings who have got different journeys and different paths to have different experiences. And that's, again, why we're here to share all our own experiences. Uh, since we've been aware that all is not as we first saw it to be. And... Uh, I just love the fact that we've got these different visions 
So um, here we have a uh, um, message say he has lots of noise going on, Mr. No Legal Name. <laughs> says, there is one unified soul. In it, all of our souls are linked closely together. They are bonded with the force of love, the only law that exists. The creator broke this one unified soul and now we have to restore that union by ourselves. That is, we have to rise above our egos up to the degree of love. And that was written by Rav Yehuda Ashlag, Baal Ha Silam. And Anya said, nothing better than growing your own. Love it. So there we go. Great appreciation from all around. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it really is. So yeah, I mean, it's been um, you know definitely you know, and there's certain times I know this time is another illusion, but it's part of our current reality, and we all acknowledge that we are experiencing our own versions of this uh, reality that we've. Like that's the label I'm giving this experience. So it's just good that we each have these different experiences to share. And, you know, the time thing is the number is 2017 now. And, you know, it's, it is interesting how this so-called time seems to be accelerating it's going faster these years are passing fast so a lot of people say as you age the years go by faster and i think there is something in that but on the other hand i think in these moments of now even young people acknowledge that the, the time is going by fast and uh we've got great hope like libby said at the beginning of the show she's glad that 2016 is gone and we're into something different and you know there have been people, and I think I mentioned this before, that have talked about 2017 being the, the year that some shifts do occur, that some that we actually can observe more than just those subtle ones. So, you know, let's hold it in our hearts that something really massive can occur to make some sort of change i mean we've got to get through all these different leather layers and levels of of stuff that's going on like this the whole control matrix is is grasping onto straws to try and keep hold of us and it's it's kind of losing out a lot especially with so many of us that are aware so you know let's keep on keeping on in in whichever choices we have to make to sustain our physical bodies this physical body is here for a reason um i feel that we have got a lot of power by being in one and especially like bird said you know you don't buy into the age thing a lot of us have said that libby said that lotus has said that i've said you know this whole age thing again it's another illusion and the only reason our bodies age is because we do have certain beliefs that it's going to some of us less than others so use it or lose it and wow let's just keep doing the things that make us feel good and stop doing the things that make us feel not so good or bad 
I mean, let's focus on the good things that work for us and uh, let go of all those old things that drag us down, the old, you know, the ego things that um, trip us up every time. The ego's there for a reason. But at the same time, we need to get that in check and in balance so that we use the ego for, for good and not for pulling us back down and dragging us back into all our old habits and beliefs and all that shitty stuff that screws us up. <laughs> so many of those things that do. And I, I observe it in myself daily. I see in others things that I've um, had in myself and uh, probably still do have to a certain level, but I'm working on letting those programs go. But I do observe in other certain programs. So I say I, I observe those because I have those within myself. And I have to just uh, acknowledge all of that and let this stuff go. Um, and try and be the authentic, the authentic me who is the real me. Um, it's, it's just all about this observation and awareness and acknowledging all of these things that are occurring around us. And to remember to make the best of everything and see the gems as Libby always does. And just enjoy the parts that we can enjoy and get through the parts that we don't enjoy until it only is enjoyment and having these visions and to focus on allowing those things to come into reality that's another thing we can do there's also things we can do without actually having to move the flipping like you know move the earth is is another saying uh, I don't think we can do that, but we can um, we can shift things. We can make things shift by our thoughts and beliefs, actions, however small. So, yeah, go for it. Do the best we can with what we got. That's where I'm at. And uh, every day when I'm out there, when I'm sweating, I'm thinking, I don't like this sweating i don't like it i don't like it at all <laughs> and now i'm like but you know what in a minute i'll stop sweating i'll be all right and i'm trying to sweat off my face and i cool down and i'm like okay i'm all right now so it's just a case of like getting through the the, the parts that aren't feeling so good and and then recognizing those that that do and i get home at the end of the day i'm like well look what i did today i was pretty damn flipping good today i did a lot of good stuff and i got everything done that I needed to do and the horses are comfortable and happy and healthy and well and um, yeah I can be happy with that and just acknowledge ourselves for what we have done and notice the things that maybe didn't go the way we had chosen to and see the gem in it and move on along and yeah it's uh, it, life is what you make it and that is a flipping long and the short of it. That is really a massive one. Life is what we make it. So, yeah, let's stay positive as long as we can. And, you know, I've got a little friend here who's just walked into the room. He goes by Rufus. And he's pretty much deaf and he doesn't see a whole lot. But, by God, he's got his sniffer works great. And he's a, he's, he's a spunky little fellow. He's still, until his dad kind of literally blocked up the garden they've got a lovely um flat to go out into the, they've got a lovely garden yard out there 
And he was escaping out of the yard when he couldn't see much and he couldn't hear anything. And he's full of life and spunkiness. And as long as you let him know that you're close by, he knows you're there. And uh, he's an inspiration to me because uh, without some of these senses, he's still all about. He looks great. He looks really, really well. And uh, it's great to be around these uh, other beings that are showing us, you know, that you don't have to give up if things don't work as well as they used to. Keep going and make the best you can with what you got. So that's where I'm at in these moments of now. Not right, Mr. Rufus? Yeah. Well, the dog I'm going to be taking care of is 17 years old. Ah, there you go. See? And so I'm excited about uh, hanging out with Sam, is his name. Yeah. They're such and, wise souls, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I am very eager to be hanging out. And there's a nice trail to walk them on nearby. Nice. Nice, yeah. Yeah, this chappy here is um, in the teens, I think, as well. So the other one's a few years younger, but not many. So, yeah, they're both very wise little fellows, and they're just so sweet. They're just, they just mean so well. And I, I arrive home, and um, little Mr. Riley has to greet me with lots of barking to be showing his fierceness. And Rufus just says hello, and it's just so sweet to, you know, come come home and be welcomed by my family, my adopted family. And I've got top cat up here, man on the pillows in the bed. And uh, he's just, he's just so cool. So, yeah, I really enjoy the animals. I really do. And the characters, they all are. And they've all got their way. That love, too, you know, back to the degree of love. Yeah. Animals give it. Uh, Unconditional. Absolutely, when they recognize it and feel it, they just. I mean, Tommy, I've heard about Tommy so much. Yeah, Tommy, she's uh, gorgeous. Yeah, you can see she's so happy with her family there, and which was Bird and Eagle when I was there. And uh, she's got that beautiful eyes. Her, her, she's just, you can see deep into her soul. She's beautiful, yeah so much love yeah 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 we're very very lucky to have them in our lives share what's uh what's good and share what's going on in our worlds and they feel it and they know and they know when their things are wrong and they know when everything's okay and they're always there for you to support and encourage yeah it's a beautiful beautiful thing and then when the spring comes, I get to go back to Star, Sheila's little homestead, and I get to hang out with her lovely hens and her little dog and the wise Mr. Captain Sensible Kitty Cat. And that'll be really fun to hang out with those different beings as well, because that's the nice thing is that you can recognise all the, the difference uh, in character and you know, you know, birds talking about the plants. I love talking to the plants and feeling them. The trees, particularly, and I know you've really got great resonance with trees. I've got a Christmas cactus that has got so many flowers on her. She's just divine. Yeah. Or the plants. That, well, actually, more than that. But I still have plants, and they're doing really well. The only, not the only, but I've got celery, scallions and rosemary. Nice. Yeah. 
it's so cool to interact with the plants as well and feel them. And I did tell the story a few times back about the orchid I was given and she had some beautiful white flowers on her in a kind of arc that somebody you know, put a bamboo and had the, the flowers grow around the arc. And then I, I didn't know what to do with an orchid, but I talked to her and she had, and, you know, the, finally the flowers fell off and the leaves were gorgeous. The leaves, I mean, I had no flowers, but I had leaves and I used to stroke the leaves. And one of them had got a little bit misshapen by the bamboo had been right where the leaf was coming out of the plant. And I used to, I used to stroke the, the injury and it straightened up after time. And then one day there was this little shoot and it just shot out. And I just, I didn't do anything with it because I didn't want to kind of like, I didn't know how to do the art thing. So I just said, and it grew this long shoot and it grew me six perfect white flowers on it. And I used to just talk to her and tell her how wonderful and beautiful she is and how much I appreciated her being there with me. And I swear that's why she grew those flowers. And they, they lasted for months. Absolutely. They don't, they're entities. This is the yeah, thing. It's like, living well, like to eat a head of lettuce, but it's also an entity. So that's it's the thing. place we have to get to eventually to recognize these are all entities. That's the thing. And that's the thing I'm struggling with still. And that's what I talked about in the beginning is the consuming is whether we're consuming plants or animals, we're consuming other beings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it does take a bit to see that with the plants because they don't speak to us and they don't have eyes looking at us but they do exactly audibly that's right the eyes it is audible but not to us yes they've recorded the sounds that yes i'm not too thrilled when we cut them (laughs) 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 it was not sounding thrilled (laughs) 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 branch off or cut my uh, shoots off and cut my flowers and take my babies and all of that yeah you know i cut some rosemary for cooking i I, (laughs) it's quite the dance and i'm glad it's just right to take pieces off i've struggled with that too I have, and um, uh, that's why I, I continue to have the vision of non-consuming because I know oh, I do need to to keep the, the physical body. But I think ultimately we, we have to see see the light, and that might be the sun gazing and the the uh, barefoot on the earth. And I think that's something that I'm going to work on. And I am consuming less and less now than I was, and I don't get as hungry as I used to. And uh, it's a it's a big deal at the moment in my world is this consuming. Because oh, it's mine too because it's everything. But then even as we breathe in the elements, we're consuming. So <laughs> and I know we're getting there, but it's it's interesting. Anya had pointed out that animals and plants and animals love music. Just try it. They love shaking and swinging. And most of my plants are downstairs in the living room, which is where my Lorna and I dance often having a great time so and they are thriving so yes they do love music and they they love us having a good time yeah you go yeah and you do a lot of dancing around them so i'm sure they really appreciate that yeah Yeah, it's the feeling that we give them and uh yeah that that you know is something that does need acknowledging from time to time to acknowledge that those uh less animated beings still have feelings 
So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's getting to the point that we've kind of talked ourselves through this, but it's been beautiful. And thank you so much to everyone that has shared with us. And I know a lot of you that probably would, you've got noise in the background. That would be um, Ciro and um, Ra probably. Um, appreciate you're here with us and always appreciate the sharing. Anyway. And happy now year. I was seeing that again this year. And I like that. Happy now year. Happy now. Or yeah. Happy now. Happy now. Worshipful. Now, now, yeah. Happy now. Yeah. <laughs> happy in the happy this moment of now. Every moment of now. And that's a nice thing. That's another big one that we don't go mad on holidays and we say like every day is a day to be grateful every day is a day to give and receive every day is a special day and i think that's a, a good thing to go out on is that let's remember that every day is a gift that's why it's called the present right <laughs> that's that's a really you know uh, very wise um statement and sharing um, and thank you to everybody who's listening now or later and thank you to everybody who is yes, in every moment of now thank you thank you for being with us and uh let's see what pacific sun has to share with us that's what this one's called if it will oblige because now i've shared my screen it doesn't like what i'm doing but there we go that is what it is because i was asleep on the job but anyway um thank you all for being here with us Appreciate you now and always. And uh, Rufus is having a nice little scramble here and he's got detached from my computer, so I don't know what's going to happen now. <laughs> I've detached <laughs> the power lead. Ah, yes, yeah, so all is well. And uh, got no music at the moment, but maybe we'll have it in a minute. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a perfect thing to do. Love you too and appreciate you always in every way. Too, way uh, every day. We are happy. Computer says no. <laughs> <laughs> I know actually not, not Computer my. says no, I love that. No. That was um Reiki introduced me to that little skit. Mm-hmm. I'll actually post it in the uh in the room at some point because it is it's a it's a really droll sort of little um humorous uh little skit so i'll i'll find it and post it and then you'll understand what computers is no mean and we, we did that so many times when i was using that little computer i had and it kept saying no and i had to just say computer says no and um, uh, is that official should i start the recording well um i'm still trying to play music but i don't know if i'm going to actually succeed it's it's twirling and computers is no but uh who knows what it's going to decide to do i've actually asked it to stop sharing so i could actually start the music because once it's sharing it might be doing any of the things i'm doing
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.